Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in again today. As you probably can tell by this point, today's going to be a little different than an episode normally would be, and I, I'm, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure how many of you saw my message that I posted on Twitter and Instagram, but I originally wasn't going to publish, record, or publish anything today in observance of Good Friday. Um, to all those out there who are observing Good Friday and the Easter holiday this weekend, I wish you peace and blessings, and I, like I said, was going to refrain from doing anything this Friday in observance of the holiday, but uh, I thought of this passage in Luke where Jesus was uh, at the home of one of the local religious figures, and I'm just going to read these few verses to you, to you all so that you can understand where I'm coming from. Uh, This is from the uh, New International Version. This is Luke chapter 14. One Sabbath when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he, Jesus, healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing to say. And I say all of that to say this. I'm speaking today about this particular subject because of its importance in a lot of different ways, and I'm under no illusion that this is going to be heard by millions of people or whatever. I I know my own limitations in terms of who listens, and that doesn't bother me. I don't do this so that millions of people can hear it. I do it so that those who want to hear it can, and those who are interested in Appalachia, in its history, its politics, its culture, who are interested in the people that make it what it is, whether that's 5, 15, 50, or however many will eventually hear this, I just want to say it so that my understanding and interpretation and position on these things can be known, and because it's important to talk about regardless of how many people are listening. So if you are listening, I appreciate you. If you listen at some point in the future, I appreciate you. Um, Like I said, this isn't under any illusion that it's going to go out and reach everybody in the country, but... To those who do listen regularly or who are just listening for the first time, maybe, like I said, whoever is listening to this, thank you, and I appreciate you. And I wanted to say a few words on what has gone on in the state of Tennessee over this past week. You know, Tennessee is uh, somewhere that I grew up very nearby, geographically speaking. It's a state with an important history, and it's an important state to the Appalachian region as well. And on March 27th, at the Covenant School in Nashville, three children, 
and three school officials were killed in another mass shooting. Now, maybe like many of you listening, when I first heard the news, my immediate reaction was another one. This is the first time that I've realized how numb that I personally became to seeing news of something like that happening because we're just so dadgum used to hearing about it and reading about it in this country that when it happens, a lot of us, I would wager, react that way of, oh, there was another one. It's not that we're not bereaved and mourning with the families of those children and those people who were killed. It's just that we're so used to it that sometimes it does not register with us how this should not be normal because it has become normal. The shooter had legally purchased seven guns. And three of those were used in the shooting. Two of were the kind that police called assault-style weapons. And the other was a handgun. Tennessee already has some of the most loose gun laws in the country. And on March 21st, six days before the shooting, a bill was approved in the Tennessee legislature that would allow anyone over the age of 21 to carry any kind of firearm, including assault weapons and including shotguns, in the open without a permit. This bill passed committee despite the fact that there were several concerns raised from law enforcement officials over this legislation. Right now in Tennessee, most adults can openly carry a handgun without a permit. There are more guns in the United States than people. There are about 400 million guns. And our homicide rate is 25 times higher than other developed countries. In Tennessee, on average, 1,273 people die and 2,200 are injured every year through gun violence. And gun violence is the leading cause of death for children and teenagers in Tennessee. And despite the fact that the weapons used by the shooter at the Covenant School were legally purchased, Tennessee legislators took no serious action on gun reform that would have saved lives. Now, this is something that I don't think I've ever addressed in depth or detail on the show, but it is something that I discuss regularly with people that I like to talk about you know, politics and, and things of that sort. And I do believe that people have the right to bear arms. I do. I was raised in a gun-owning home. Almost all my family members own guns. And I know what responsible and safe gun ownership looks like for the purposes of hunting, for sport, for self-defense if need be. I know what that looks like, and I support it. I don't believe in taking everybody's guns away just because people have guns. I do not believe that. I also believe that certain rights are not absolute. For those of you who have been listening to this show for a while, we talked with Peter Canellis, who wrote a book on Justice John Marshall Harlan, who was a Supreme Court justice from Kentucky. 
Justice Harlan was famous for his dissenting opinions, but he also wrote a fair number of majority opinions for decisions that the Supreme Court made during his time on the bench. And in one of those decisions, Justice Harlan wrote, There are manifold, many, various restraints to which every person is necessarily subject to, which every person must listen to and respect for the common good. On any other basis, organized society could not exist with safety to its members. Society based on the rule that each one is a law unto himself would soon be confronted with disorder. And I think that applies to this discussion that we're having in this country or that we're not having and should be having. Rights come with responsibilities. I believe in the right to bear arms. I do. But with that right comes the responsibility to responsibly bear those arms. My dad is a veteran. And he will tell you that the weaponry he used was designed for war. And that there are some things that anybody off the street should not be able to own. I'm open to the possibility that if someone like a military veteran or someone with expertise or training in owning assault weapons, if they can prove to the state, to the government, to the local government, that they know how to use that weapon, that they know how to take care of it, and that they can safely keep it in their home, I'm open to them being able to own those kinds of weapons. The same goes with shotguns and other kinds of firearms. Things that I've used in hunting. Things that I believe people should have for self-defense purposes, if need be. But just because I may believe, or you may believe, in the right to own arms and bear arms, there are limitations and restrictions that must come with that if we're going to keep everybody safe. I don't know how you can look at the number of guns that we have in this country. Again, 400 million firearms. There's about 330-something million people in the country. More guns than people. I don't know how you can look at that and look at the fact that our homicide rate is 25 times higher. I don't know how you can look at that and look at the fact that we have an epidemic of gun violence in this country and not see a connection between the two. We have got to implement some common sense laws that make sure that responsible people are the ones who own guns, that they know how to use them and maintain them and take care of them to prevent tragedies like like the Covenant School shooting, like Robb Elementary, like Sandy Hook, like Parkland, from happening. Again, I know there must be some of you all out there who disagree with that, and that's okay. You have a right to disagree. But it's something that we need to talk about because we can't let this keep happening, and we can't let ourselves become so used to it that we are not outraged when kids, school children, and adults lose their lives in this way. 
And a few people in Tennessee agreed with that. Because in response to gross inaction by the Tennessee legislature, the people in Tennessee and a lot of students in Tennessee responded. On March 30th, more than 1,000 peaceful protesters rallied at the state capitol. Again, many of them students. No one broke into the state capitol. No one was arrested in the state capitol. No one was injured in the state capitol. And no property in the state capitol or around it was damaged. No one entered without going through security. No one from the public stormed the floor of the House of Representatives. It was a peaceful protest. Part of that protest were Representatives Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson. Their constituents were there demanding action from the legislature in response to gun violence. And those representatives joined in. They went to the front of the State House floor, an area called the Well. They were uninvited by the Speaker of the Tennessee House, and they joined with protesters who were in the gallery above the House floor, where you can watch proceedings, in calling for gun reform. They led a protest. Now, legislative business was stopped for about an hour, God forbid, and the Speaker called for the galleries to be cleared of protesters. Now, again, no one was injured. No one was arrested. The protesters entered legally. Representatives Jones, Pearson, and Johnson used their First Amendment rights of freedom of speech and the ability to protest to join with their constituents in calling for gun reform with the purpose of trying to save lives. That's what happened. The representatives broke a rule of procedure in the House of Representatives in Tennessee. They approached the well without being recognized by the Speaker. God forbid. I know. It's a travesty. Yesterday, the Tennessee State House held a vote to expel those three from the legislature. Representatives Jones and Representative Pearson, who are both black, were expelled. Representative Johnson, who's white, she escaped expulsion by one vote. I've just been sitting with this since yesterday, trying to understand it, and I can't. I'm angry that this happened. I'm angry that the legislators in Tennessee, many of them, most of them, refused to hear the concerns of the people who showed up to protest. Again, people who were there legally, who did no violence, who didn't break any laws, who didn't break into the building, who, get, who did not go into the building looking for legislators to harm, who didn't go in there with zip-tie handcuffs looking to take people hostage, who didn't try to overturn lawful election results. Those folks, those students, those kids, those mothers and parents were ignored by their representatives. Re legislators are supposed to work for us. And in Tennessee, a majority of those legislators failed in that by not listening to the concerns of their constituents. And when three 
brave and courageous and thoughtful advocates for their community stood up and said, you all have got to do something. Again, they broke a procedural rule on the House floor, God forbid, when they're protesting for measures that will save people's lives. They were punished. Two of them were expelled from the legislature. One barely escaped. And they were treated like criminals instead of the heroes that they are and always will be to me and to many others. This is a blatant disrespect to democratic government. It blatantly discarded the will of the voters who elected Representatives Pearson and Jones, tried to do the same to the folks who elected Representative Johnson. And it is a sign of how we have got to get to a better place in our politics. And I mean that very specifically because I believe a majority of people in this country, no matter where they're located regionally, whether they're Democratic or Republican or Independent, whether they're from a rural part or an urban part of America, I believe that a majority of them would say we have got to have common sense laws that keep people safe, especially kids in school who are trying to learn, who shouldn't have to go to school where they're trying to learn and grow and develop these skills and develop their creativity. They shouldn't have to go to those places afraid that they're going to be killed. Parents shouldn't have to send them to school worried about whether or not their kids are going to come back. And when the people in Tennessee showed up to tell legislators that, the people were punished because their concerns were not met. And the representatives who stood with the people were punished because they availed themselves of their right to protest and they said to their colleagues in the legislature, you aren't doing enough. We have got to get to a better place. And I will say, I was so proud to see all of the young people who showed up to protest, who showed up yesterday to stand in solidarity with Representatives Jones and Pearson and Johnson, who stayed the night and stood with those three after the proceedings and said that we would not give up this struggle to keep our communities safe and to address and fight against gun violence. Because it's those people who showed up who are going to be making decisions here in the next few years. Young people, people who are engaged, who are concerned, who love their communities and love their neighbors and want their neighbors to have a full and a dignified life. They showed up yesterday. They may not have been listened to by the majority of the legislators in Tennessee, but they showed up and they showed themselves to be thoughtful and concerned people. I stand in complete solidarity with Justin Jones and Justin Pearson and Gloria Johnson. They've been called the Tennessee Three in a lot of news outlets. And for those of you who aren't well-versed in the country music world, 
That was the name of Johnny Cash's backup band, who played with him through the whole of his career. Marshall Grant on the bass, Fluke Holland on the drums, Luther Perkins, and then Bob Wooten on the guitar. Two sets of Tennessee Three. Johnny Cash. Another concerned and thoughtful citizen who was targeted for his standing with people who were marginalized and who demanded change, just like the Tennessee Three in the state legislature. Now, our road ahead is filled with a lot of uncertainty. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of attempts to silence the voices of young people, of concerned people in this country who want to see problems like gun violence addressed. I think we're already seeing that and have been seeing that these past few years with increased restrictions on voting, especially for college students and young people in general. It's not going to be easy. There's an old song, I don't know who wrote it, but I know it from Pete Seeger, and it says, We Shall Overcome. Deep in my heart, the song goes, I do believe that we shall overcome someday. That was often used in the civil rights movement, rightfully so, and I think it's something that we have to hold on to today because we can't give up the struggle either. I was watching a video of a rally that was held outside of the state capitol last night after Representatives Jones and Pearson had been expelled. And there was a pastor who was leading in, in song and dispersed the crowd with a benediction. And when he ended it, he said, we'll see you on Monday. Now, I think I've referenced this show one or two times. I can't quite recall, but if this is the first time I'm bringing it up, then it's a good occasion to do so. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is The West Wing. One of my favorite quotes from that show is this. Decisions are made by those who show up. That's true for my generation of young people. That's true for anybody in general who wants to see us do better as a country, when it comes to gun violence, when it comes to helping those who are in need, when it comes to making sure that working people and everyday people are not subjugated and exploited, we have to show up. I don't know what that looks like going forward. It'll look different for every community, I'm sure, but we've got to do it. Gloria Johnson, Justin Pearson, and Justin Jones showed up right along with their constituents, used their right to protest and demand change, and that is an example for people across Tennessee, across Appalachia, across the country, and across the world. Again, to me, and I'm sure to a lot of other people, those three are heroes, and they always will be. I don't know what things are going to look like for them going forward, but I stand with them. I'm sure that a lot of you do as well. And again, keep showing up. Keep pushing for change. Keep pushing to create a better world, a world that we deserve. 
where nobody is left out, where nobody is hungry, a better world for everybody. I haven't done an episode like this in a while where I just pick a topic and rant on it for a bit, but again, this is important to discuss. And again, I'm under no illusions that this will reach everybody in the country, but for those who are interested and willing to listen, I wanted to just give my thoughts on what's been going on. And this is my my ode to the Tennessee Three. And I'll just leave you guys with this again. Keep showing up. Keep pushing for change. Keep pushing for a better world where nobody is without. Where all are welcome and no one has to be afraid. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, for those who are observing the Easter holiday this weekend, I I wish you peace and blessings. And I'll catch you guys next time.